Hi, I'm Sandra. This is a show of conversations about motherhood, parenting, and all the good stuff we call life. Follow me as I spread mommy joy and share my stories. This is a different kind of mommy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Different Kind of Mommy. I'm your host, Sandra Sims, here with my guest, Simone. Hey, Simone. Hey, how are you? <laughs> so everyone, just so you know, Simone is my cousin. So this is going to be a very special episode with my cousin. Hey, hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> I wanted to do this topic because a lot of people have been asking me about have a topic around issues other than like young kids. Um, mm-hmm. I know I've been having a lot of topics around babies and small kids and toddlers. And it's generally because that's what I have. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do, I do want to make um, like bring awareness that there's all kind of age range in kids. Right. So today's topic is called mothering today's teens. And mm-hmm. I thought you would be great with that because you have three kids and you have one daughter who's out of the teen phase and yes. now you have two kids in the teen phase. So yes. perfect topic for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with you giving us an introduction of yourself and your kids. Well, my name is Simone. Um, here in New York, Sandra's hometown. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And um, I have three kids. I have two daughters and a son. My oldest is 21. Um, my middle daughter is 17, and my youngest is 16, my son. So, you know, I'm, I'm deeply entrenched in this teen situation right now. Teen and uh, like early 20s, right? Because yeah. aging is early 20s. My goodness, I can't even believe it. 21, yes. Yeah. <laughs> still struggling, man. Still finding my way in this thing called motherhood, you know? <laughs> so I feel like I'm going to be going through this for life then. I guess I, it's just never ending. It ne- from what I hear, it just never ends, actually. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I love I loved every phase of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work, people. So, you know, be prepared. It's a joy, but it's, it's work out there. I think this is a great topic for you because you get to talk about the girl and the boy right now in the teen for you. And yeah. you also get to compare it to how it was for AJ when she was a teen. Yes. Yes. I've seen, I see it all. <laughs> By no means am I expert, but yes, I see it all. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Raising teenagers seemed to me like the most difficult time of motherhood. How do you think teenage years compare to the younger stages of life for your kids? Well, I, I kind of felt like I wasn't prepared for this. I thought that it would get easier. Um, and it really hasn't. It's just another, another phase, I guess you could say. You know, when they're small, you're kind of nurturing them and, you know, you're their everything because they look to you for, you know, all aspects of their life. But you know, as they get older, you know, they're kind of like developing their own personalities and um, their own outlook on life. It's tough. It's tough raising them, you know, it, it, it's, you know, every day it's like not a, I don't want to say a minefield because it's not that, it's not that explosive, but it's just like you're raising an adult, someone that's going to eventually be an adult. And, you know, how much do you give them versus, you know, how much do you pull back? It's, it's, 
it, it's a lot of work, you know, around. That's interesting, right? Because it's like you said, so now, you, now this phase for you is kind of nurturing for the world, right? So you are preparing them for the world. And it's, it's kind of, you know, when we say that stage where you hope that they can contribute to, to society and yes. be great, great humans and great adults. This yes. is that stage for you, the beginning of those stages. Yeah, because, you know, I don't want nobody giving me the side eye. I don't want nobody <laughs> blaming me for these kids that are in the world. And that's, and that's what we do, right? This is the stage where you be like, it's parenting. That's parenting. That's the reason why they like that. That's parenting. Yes, yes it's true. Yes. <laughs> Especially since I do blame the parents. Sometimes, you know, I've got to kind of say, well, you know, I did my best, man. I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you said, though, I like when you said that it's preparing, like, you're seeing their personalities and wondering how much to give and take. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that because that's quite interesting when I see you parent them, right? It's, it's how, how disciplined do you want to be with them versus how much you want them to be free and kind of learn things on their own. So I think yeah. that's quite interesting because as parents or as someone who doesn't have a teen, right? I'm only looking at that glimpse of the world from, from your lens, but you actually live it. So talk a little bit more about like how you, how you might decipher giving and taking. You know, I just had to learn to pick my battles. There is only one <laughs> there is one me in this world. And if I really took on everything that came out of my children's mouth, I wouldn't make it. Yeah, I really wouldn't make it. So I did have to learn um, how to, you know, what to ignore, what to kind of dig in and demand, what to say, you know, okay, I told you numerous times at this point you're kind of a little bit on your own because you know we never want our kids to suffer you right. know you kind of want to give them all the guidance that you know from the outside looking at this is the way they need to go but just like when we were growing up and you know when we were pulling away from our parents we kind of had to learn things on our own so you know it's a daily um it's daily that I have to like you know check my mouth a little bit and say, okay, I'm going to let this alone. I've said it like six times at this point, you know, I'm going to let you learn. And it's not so much even a bad thing sometimes. It's just that we want to continuously guide our children because we want the best for their life. Yep. Yep. So give me some examples. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. Some examples. Um, I I want some examples of what you would let go versus what you would tackle. You know, even right now, like, when you think finances, like, you know, we don't kind of like really teach our kids finances. And even I can say like, I haven't really, um, as much as I feel like I should have. So even with kids, like, you know, even when they've had a job and I'm like, you know, you have to save, you have to learn to live within your means, you have to, but you know, this is their little bit of money that they got and, you know, they want to spend their money. And it's me trying to guide them in that, but also, you know, them learning through experience that you know okay you spent all your money and now you have nothing don't look at me because i got nothing for you right so you know just basically that financial aspect as well because you want them to be self-sufficient you want them to be good with money but you know telling them to a certain degree showing them to a certain degree and then allowing them on their own to learn um you know how to be responsible adults yeah you know even with school you know you know, 
<clears throat> you know, some te- some teachers kind of take to your kids and can love them, and some teachers might might not. And even letting the kids understand, it's not a matter of whether or not your teacher likes you or not. You are called to do certain things. You are in control to a certain degree of your relationship with your teacher. I'm always going to have your back, but you're going to have to navigate a little bit, and you're going to have to humble yourself a little bit sometimes just to make the relationship work, even at school. So those are kind of like, you know, life lessons, you know, one day and you might not like everybody you work with. So they don't have to like you and you have to learn how to navigate that as well. So it's kind of like those lessons. I like that because when I think about that, right, I didn't have those conversations with my parents, right? And I'm, I don't know if others have, but it's really good that you're starting this early, right? So that they can learn how to navigate life as an adult. Yeah, it's, tough. it's tough for me. So I can imagine how, especially when, you know, this generation is living by a completely different set of rules than we were growing up. Um, and their exposure is so much. And there is a level of entitlement sometimes where they feel like, well, I don't have to stand for this or I don't have to, you know, yes. put up with this. And sometimes, yes, you do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you better understand that. You know, we don't all live by our own rules. We have to live communally. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, that's the kind of relationship that, you know, I'm trying and they're trying the lessons that I'm trying to, you know, instill in them yeah okay i like that okay let's dissect the, the let's dissect the kids um teenage years so yeah. talk to me about sabrina right now how old is sabrina again and and tell us what her teenage life right now is currently looking like well sabrina's 17 um this is her last year in high school you know she's um very much focused on going away to school yes she's yes one <laughs> um Totally different than AJ, my oldest, who like stayed home and did not really want to go away. You know, two totally different girls, um, both good students and both both focused. Um, Sabrina is just the one that like has like a checklist, and this is just how it has to be done in this order at this time. And she's very you know self motivated. Um, whereas Xavier, he's a boy and he's totally different. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know, you know. I'm. St- I said he's going to be the one going to college, and I'm going to be sitting next to him. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, okay. <laughs> he requires a little bit more of a hands-on approach. Okay. You know, Sabrina is on point. Like I, I she's been ahead of the game. She's, you know, wrote her essay. You know, just very motivated. And I'm always texting her like, did you get in? Have you heard? What's, what's, yeah. the, what's going on with the schools? How many have you heard from? I'm always texting her like, keep me posted. <laughs> and she's so impatient. But, you know, I, I love it. You know, on, you know, she really knows what she wants and she's going to go for it, you know. And it's great to have a child like that, um, very self-motivated, um, you know, in that aspect, I have no worries. She's going to make it because she wants to make it. You know, she's very much, she knows what she wants. She set aside and she has a goal. So, you know, I'm just, I'm still navigating, you know, directing her, you know, maybe you might want to choose this school versus that school. But, you know, um, that's basically it. She's on point, 100%. Um, Xavier is a year younger. He's 16. Um, he does not know what he wants to do, you know, for the rest of his life. Um, but he's also like more of a, you know, always land on my feet 
street savvy kind of kid. Yeah. Yeah. Very much that kind of kid that, you know, he still needs a lot of guidance because, you know, I definitely want him to be a productive part of society. But um, he he's never going to starve. He's never <laughs> you know, going to allow that to happen on any level, girl. So. But it's different. It's different. Each child is different. So it's like it's learning the, this lesson over and over and over again. It's no um, format to it. You might, I, I don't have it mastered because, you know, I'm learning something different, you know, regarding their personalities all the time. So, yeah. Yep. And I think you've had like three different kind of ends of the spectrum, right? Like all three of them are kind of different for you. So it wasn't, do you feel like you can look at the way AJ went through her teenage years and think it would be the same for um, Sabrina and Zavi, or it was just like tackling two new kids, same kind of age bracket with new, new issues. You know, it was, I feel like I never got a moment to kind of reflect um, because of the fact that, you know, AJ and Sabrina do have a four year age difference. So, you know, one was 12, one was 16. Now one, one was 20, one, you know, so it's like somebody was constantly going through it, just a different stage of it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to totally come out of teens before, you know, the second and the third one were there. And um, they, you know, they all, I do feel like, I always feel like there's that magic age, like around 15, where everybody starts smelling themselves and they go crazy. <laughs> Together. <laughs> That is, if, if I would take one takeaway from this, that is my, you know, my number. I feel like 15, like, what is going on here with the decision-making process? I don't know. <laughs> it's like the terrible twos phase, I guess. That was, that's it for you, the age 15. It was so, like, you're getting in trouble. You're, like, you know, making poor decisions, you know. This one wants to cut class. That one is jumping turnstiles. I don't know what happens <laughs> at fifteen. <laughs> that you all feel like you're just gonna go off the deep end right about now. Um, so you know, like, it, and it's always a surprise to me. Like, I'm consistently surprised when they do these things because mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I never would have done this. <laughs> I was so scared of my mother like would you never are you just not scared of me like what's happening well you know kids don't have that fear like they did when we were growing up I was deathly afraid of my father there was no way in hell I could get caught jumping a turnstile right but it's just the life that they have now it's so different Sandra I didn't even know she had jumped a turnstile until I got the letter from the police department like come on like what is wrong with you people train you any better like I, I don't get it like I thought I was surprised at that then I was surprised the time I actually saw Xavier like sneak through it turns out I, like I'm standing right here you, you you're just gonna do this like <laughs> oh kids what what is this but so you know I can look back and laugh at some of it but then I'm like as you're going through it you're like of oh. course of course you want to kill I'm outnumbered. I'm not ready for this. I don't know. Yeah. What do you feel are some of the biggest challenges and also maybe some of the greatest successes with raising a teen girl and a teen boy right now? Um, so 
challenges. Um, I do feel socially like these kids have a lot of pressure on them. You know, that social media aspect is um, very big. I feel like I'm also that dynamic where I feel, I do feel like um, because I try, you know, you try to give your kids more than you had growing up. It also couldn't become a pitfall because, Mm -hmm. you know, they kind of expect it. And I don't mean it so much in a bad way. I just mean that, you know, they've had these good things, whether it's vacations or like, you know, um, clothes on your back, food always in the fridge, somebody, you know, just all these things. um, They kind of feel like this is the way it's supposed to be. And this is how it is. When in reality, there's a lot of people out there that don't have this. There's working people who don't have that. (laughs) Like, come on. So, you know, the pit, the, the joy is being able to give them these things. The downfall is, you know, or the pitfall can be, how do you make them appreciate it? Yes. Yes. Or find a value in that so that they know they are worthy of getting that. Yes. Not only that, you want them to say, okay, you know, they, to understand sacrifice a little bit because yes. these things don't happen without some level of sacrifice. And it's not that it comes easy. So, you know, when you get to that age, you can understand and appreciate, you know, the sacrifices that go into certain um, aspects of their life. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel like, you know, the biggest successes, of course, are when you can see that they're on the right path. Like right now, AJ, you know, is, you know, she knows that she, what she wants to do. She knows that she's going to work into this master's program and she's kind of finding her footing. and that's a joy to see because, you know, you just want to make sure your kids are okay. Um, and they do have to go, like when she wanted to come off, of, come out of school last year, I mean, I was so against it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she needed that, I think. She needed that to get her mind together and to get back into school and to realize that, you know, to appreciate that, you know, she needed to find her way, you know, she didn't want to waste money. And I was like, no, you have to stay in school. You know, this is what you have to do. Because that's how we're raised, right? You know, this is the end goal. This is what we want for them. But she had to kind of get there on her own and to see her find her footing and get into the program that she wants to be in and, you know, getting good grades. I, I mean, that's a success for me. You know, it's funny that you say that because the last time I was there, we were talking about it. And um, she was like, I want to take some time off of school. And I remember just saying, Ooh, girl, I don't know how your mother's going to take that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was not happy. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, you know, chances are a lot of times it happens when people, when they take some time off, they don't go back. And I was just trying to get into her head on why she wanted to take the time off. Like, look, you're th- I know nobody wants to fully all the time go to school but i'm also an adult who who took the time off and didn't go back until an adult right and so i was just really trying to get her understanding and she did tell me she's like i don't really know what i want to do yet i don't really care for all these classes and i don't want to waste money i know it's expensive so i i understood it but for me i wanted to make sure it was the right reasons right because any kid could tell us that right and still want to just like mess around but I think it's so different with like AJ, like watching her grow up. She's just always been super introverted. Yeah. And so when 
now when I see her as an adult, I still want to see her as a baby and when she's traveling <laughs> the world and she has a boyfriend and she's not home and, and I don't see her and I'm like, oh my God, what's happening here? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just so, it's so, it's kind of hard for me to see it, right? So I can't imagine how you see it. I just look at it as like, what happened to little AJ? Like, why is she not home? Yeah, why don't she want to be? Like, we always say this, like, that's another thing I say to her, you know, you have to find balance. You have to find that balance between the boyfriend and the family. But I also know, Sandra, you know, you know, I was with her father at a young age. And, you know, when we struck out, we struck out hard, girl. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I can't say that I didn't do the same thing. Um, you know, you kind of learn your lessons on the back end, right, to maintain your balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know she'll do it. You know, she's got a good head on her shoulders and I'm glad about that. I'm glad she's so grounded. That's yeah. one thing about her. She's very grounded. So it, it hurts my heart just like it hurts yours. But, girl. You know, she's, she's only getting older, girl. <laughs> and then when I look at Sabrina, I kind of feel like, okay, at least I still have one more baby, right? Like, at least I have one more baby girl. And I see that she is still really, like, she wants to have a good time. She's more structured. She has way more friends than, like, AJ had. She just reminds me kind of like of... I don't know, a little bit of myself where it's kind of like she had all the friends in the world and she's so social, but she's also very much into, you know, social justices. You know, I always call them, you know, these these little social fighters. And then she's just really, really structured on knowing what she wants to do, knowing she wants to go away to school, knowing what she wants to study. And I've always said to myself, she is going to be like this big doctor fighting mm-hmm. cancer one day and i feel like i mean even if that's not her path she yeah. always just has a structured path yeah she always like you know both of them actually the girls saving a killer so he's just not the social justice type like that but the girls everybody militant everybody fighting and that's different than when we were growing up right yeah, so, yeah. i see it and i'm like kind of proud that you know they're kind of like um so aware yeah um, and also just trying to harness that as well. You know, you can't be this type of awareness that they have for these social issues and how to like, you know, incorporate that in your life, like what you want to do in your life, which is what, I'm, you know, AJ basically is her whole thing is youth and, um, you know, because she wants to do social work. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. the dynamic of like trying to support our youth who are like struggling. I mean, I love that about what she's doing. I love that that's something that, you know, she's interested in because, you know, there's you know trying to help your people i love that about her that that's where she's like kind of turned and um, it's a complete 180 from like her accounting right from like her business yeah, that yeah. she wanted to just like no no that's not what i want to do and i was like come on AJ. i didn't talk about architecture you know because she's good at that yeah I, like, I don't want to do that and i'm just like you have talent and you're gonna say no i don't understand these <laughs> but i guess they gotta I guess they got to find it on their own. I mean, that's the only takeaway that, you know, you can guide them as much as you can and you can even try to bully them a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know, this is the rest of their life. And um, I'm glad that they're finding their way in that. You know, they're making their mark in their way. I mean, there's nothing more I can ask for than that. Simone, it's just so different than like, me growing up, right? Like I remember mm-hmm. daddy just saying, graduate high school so you could get a good job so you can move the hell out, right? It was just yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't mm-hmm. any, I don't think they even cared about school as much. 
high school was just make sure you pass so you can get a degree, right? So you mm-hmm. graduate and you have your diploma, not even a degree, right? You have your diploma and everything. I guess it was because I had working parents who didn't finish school, right? They mm-hmm. were more like, get a good job, get good benefits. I remember my mom and dad always talking to me about get a good job, get good benefits so you can move yeah. out buy a car, get an apartment. It was just more of, um, I don't know if it was more like a Brooklyn, growing up Brooklyn life. I don't know if it was more because my parents wasn't, you know, didn't come from an educational background, but it was just so different. And we never talked about school, right? We never talked about these skills that I probably possessed. We never talked about, you know, tapping into what I was really good at. I, for me, it was just like, I'm, I'm, I, I remember just doing C's in school and I was like, yes, I'm smart. I'm average. C was like, yes. And then you graduate and you got a good job. And I've always had great jobs, great yeah. paying jobs because of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely my focus. I mean, it, I mean, that's just society in general. You know, most people do not do 30 years at a job anymore. Like that is like, like the kiss of death these days. Right. You know, in my mind, you know, and even to this point, I feel like, okay, I'm at Verizon. I'm going to do my, you know, as long as I can, I'm going to retire. And I guess then I'll start my life, you know, what I want to do. Whereas for them, I'm kind of happy that it's the other way around, that maybe what they want to do, they're going to incorporate from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great balance to be fulfilled and also getting a paycheck is like, I mean, uh, that's what I really hope for them, you know, Mm. but even now, like, even as we're doing this whole um, chat, you know, they over here texting me and they just listen in that doors. This is the kind of things that that we deal with (laughs) with teenagers. They want to know, you know, we couldn't do that. We couldn't listen at doors, but these kids. They want to be so involved. <laughs> so involved. Tell them, tell them they can subscribe, rate, and review, and I'm then gonna they can listen. I'm gonna tell them, you know they are, you know they are, Sandra. Please, these kids. But you know, I mean, it's a joy um, raising them. It's a lot of work, um, and there are times when I do feel like I'm definitely not doing my best. Like I, I wish I had. Um, some more guidance um especially with xavier because you know we've been a household of women yes yes and um raising a boy is just totally different totally totally different you you know for me i remember when i found out that summer was a girl Uh i just felt an instant relief like i can exhale (laughs) seriously like i can exhale because i was convinced i was having a boy sylvia convinced me mommy convinced me i was having a boy and all i could just think about was i don't know anything about raising a boy right and i mean the younger days the younger stages are the easiest stages like what happens when i have to send him into the world like i don't know anything and i'm sure this happens to a lot of people but it was just like I can imagine what you're going through now because as he's a boy, we can't relate to any of this, right? Like you might hear <laughs> stories from other people. You might say, oh, I know what it takes to, to, to raise and make a good man. But at the end of the day, this is like foreign. A hundred percent. So even when I go to work, right? And I kind of like speak to everybody at work. I'm just like, I relay my Xavier stories. I used to laugh all the time about my Xavier stories because he is, he's funny. 
But, um, you know, I had to speak to other people with boys to realize that maybe I wasn't going through something so original that um, some of these concerns and personality quirks that I'm really not used to, um, other people were experiencing as well, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like the girls are more grounded, they're more focused, like they're more um, driven. And I feel sometimes like boys tend to be like, oh, very lackadaisical very yeah. go with the flow Xavier yeah. is like a feather in the wind yes. and i'm like sir you are only <laughs> getting older what are you doing and there is something to be said about like i guess and I'm, I, when i get there i'll let you know about you know boys maturing a little bit slower than girls um one of my friends her son is the same age as aj and he's in college and he just literally has no idea what he's doing. And um, she's, of course, trying to push and motivate him. She wants him to get this degree. And he's just like, well, I'm not happy and I'm not doing this and I don't feel. And I'm just like, this is exactly what I'm going through right now. Does it end? I guess. Yeah. I don't know when, when it ends. I don't know. See, I guess, I guess I feel this way, right? Like I don't want you or I don't expect you to have it all together at this age, right? But I feel like we do have to have some kind of steering because if not, then you want to sit on my couch for the rest of your life. And that's what can't happen. Yes, me. Yes, me. I literally have said, you will not be living here, sir. You <laughs> might want to figure it out. You might want to, um, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm not raising a bum. And I don't have any other way to like relay my message. Like I'm trying to say to you the 10,000 things you're not going to do because I have no idea what you are going to do. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. And I've never really experienced that, you know, so it's tough for me. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of glad that Robert's around once in a while because Robert is like a little bit more rougher with him. Mm -hmm. and when Robert's a little rough with him, my heart kind of like curls. But I do. <laughs> But I do know that as a boy, he kind of needs, you know, a little bit rougher hand. Like I'm, I'm, a, um, you know, I, I don't profess to do it all. I cannot be mother and father and his father is there, but it's just that sometimes I feel like I'm maybe I'm a little bit too soft and maybe that's not what he needs. Like I have no idea what a boy needs versus a girl. I've only been a girl. So. I don't know, girl. Cause there are times where I've seen you and I'll be like, whoa, that's not the Simone that I know. Like, I feel like you got it in you, but me you don't have the roughness like a robert or like no, you know a man or like right. a male figure that yes. who might have it more consistent you know yes. which is why i feel like i do respect you know i do feel like that two family dynamic is awesome because i feel like you know what i'm lacking i feel like you know the other partner can take up and being a single mom it is a little bit you know the majority of the time he's here with me by myself you know and his father you know does pull him up when he can but you know I I know I don't have it all you know I don't have you know the nurturing side and also the more disciplinarians I already know that I you know I don't work well that way so yeah sometimes I mean community family familying I do feel big on that like I wish that um th there could be more of that because, you know, it's always good for somebody else to come in and step in. Like the times you're here, Sandra, and you're like, you're, you're schooling them. And I'm looking at them like, you thought I was lying, right? I told you. <laughs> that time when you told him about Robert, when he was talking about Robert, and he was just like, how? Yeah, he's just sitting down. And you were like, ain't this his business? <laughs> like, 
okay because they be making me feel like I'm crazy so, <laughs> so when you come in and you kind of do that like you partner with me I love that because sometimes I feel like I'm they make me feel like I'm wrong so. <laughs> it's almost that you know that attitude when we be like you know what would happen back in our day if we did this kind of like they just don't they don't know and see I feel like this is what I feel this is what I long for with summer, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't have as well that community family. Yes. Like when I know when she's around Sylvia and around those girls, she's going to get that. But in the meantime, we don't have that extended, you know, we're not around yes. all of our family. So for me, I feel, I feel like that's something that I, I'm, I'm also missing and lacking yes. as well. I do. I mean, I see it. I mean, listen, they, they will survive. They will thrive. They will grow. But I definitely feel like, you know, when I have that kind of partnership sometimes, whether it's you or my sister or even Robert or somebody or Linda, whoever it is, you know, that kind of partnering when they can see, okay, mom's not crazy and she's just not making this up. Obviously, other people see it as well and they give that input. I definitely feel like um, it opens up another perspective for them. You know, maybe mom, you know, you can always dismiss your mother because she's your mother. That's exactly, yep, yep. Yeah, but when you see somebody else partner with her and saying exactly the same thing, well, maybe now it's food for thought. So um, definitely, I, you know, that's a tough thing. Because sometimes I even doubt myself, like, am I going about this the right way? And is it that I'm old school? It's, you know, you, these questions do pop up in my own mind because, you know, you know, it's not always that I have somebody to bounce it off of. Yep. My kids are the oldest, really, out of all my, you know, basically out of all my friends you know, AJ is the oldest. So, you know, I've kind of like tread this path on myself for a while, you know, you know, you, you, you learn as you go. That's all I have. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about like today's climate. We went into a little bit about, you know, social injustices. How do you talk to them about these huge topics that's happening in the world? Black Lives Matters, Me Too movement, bullying. How do you talk about these things that's happening in the world and and I get that you have these two great daughters who are so into into this world and into these topics but how how do you talk to them about that so that they can stay grounded so that they can see both sides and then how do you relate that to someone like an Xavier who is kind of more of a free spirit who might not be thinking about that well you know in all honesty sometimes you know the, the only way to learn is like through experience so, um, you know, I, we, we speak about it in the house, but even, you know, a couple of months ago, Xavier kind of went through experience where, you know, he was sitting in the park and the cops came up to him and, um, you know, they kind of asked him for ID. He didn't have his ID because, you know, he's not thinking anything of it. And literally, Sandra, he got taken to the police station for that. Really? Yes. Girl, so, you did not tell me about this. We're going to have to I talk about this. I had, to see, I had to save it for the podcast. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> But that was kind of like heart-wrenching for me. That was a struggle for me. And then I had to kind of like, you know, school him a little bit. Like, you know, thank God they did say he was respectful. He, he's not a disrespectful kid and he does respect authority. But, um, you know, just the experience alone of being taken in a police car because you don't have any ID. Um, you know, they even took his shoelaces, Sandra. This they is horrible. Like he was a criminal. Yes. He was in the station for quite a bit of time before, um, before I even knew about it. And, you know, you know, that was tough because do I think, I don't know, you know, he's a little, you know, mixed kid and, you know, he's in the park, you know, you're just sitting there. Um, 
I don't know if it would have turned out any differently if he was another race. Do I know that? I don't. Um, but I'm thankful that he was respectful. I'm thankful that you right. Know, it could have gotten a whole lot worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he did need to see a little bit of that um, to get him a little bit out of the cloud. Yeah, it's a very sheltered life. You know, although you see these things on TV, it's never really touched him. Yes. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he had to learn it this way. But you know, maybe he'll be a little bit better for it. I can only hope so, right? Yeah. A simple thing like not having your ID, like, did you know? I didn't know that, you know, because he's 16, he's supposed to have no ID no. on him at all times. I had no idea. But, you know, you can get in trouble for that. And is it is this the same thing for a girl? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Xavier's going to be hanging out in the park with his friends, you know, whereas the girls might not be doing that. You know, they're going to coffee for them. You know what I'm saying? They go to coffee shops. The boys are hot hanging out at the park. So, you know. And I feel your, your girl is always going to have her ID. She has a pocketbook. She has a wallet. She's always going to have her ID. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So he's going to put, you know, come home. He might put down his bag, go back outside. You know, he goes around the corner. He's not really thinking about it. You know, it's not on his mind. It might be on his mind now because he's had this experience. But initially, you know, I mean, so kind of like a little bit of that has to touch you, I, I believe for you to be a little bit more aware of unfortunately what goes on in this world. I understand that, but I also, I'm kind of twofold about it, right? Because while I do feel like maybe that needs to awaken what's happening in this world for you because you live this, you know, um, pampered life, something so like little could yeah, can can be a bomb these days, right? Like, I don't want my kids going through sexual assault to understand me too is for real, right? Like, I don't want my kids thinking about suicide because bullying is real, right? So it's that balance of how do I talk to them so that they know that this shit is for real, but without having to fully experience it because by then it might be too late. And also they are babies. You know, you know, these are your children that you have bore and um, you want to protect them. That you feel is what a parent does. It's, it's, you know, you really can't avoid like <clears throat> everything, the experience, like even Sabrina, like, you know, and even AJ, I remember going through school and, you know, she got into it with some girl who was like giving her a hard time and, you know, they had to learn to navigate that you know somebody trying to bully them and they have to find the way that they felt best to deal with the situation um of course, and as a mother you want to step in right 100%. like and i did several times threaten to step in but also that's not sometimes not in their best interest either they have to learn to deal with conflict um many times i wanted to go to the school and you know i mean remember one boy had liked sabrina and she didn't really like him back and it became a whole big issue because she rejected him and you know i was getting ready to go to school because i felt like this is my child and you're not going to treat my child any kind of how but she wanted to deal with it in her own way and i said well i'm giving you this one opportunity you know i didn't want her not telling me what was happening but i also wanted the issue resolved and she resolved it on her own the way she felt most comfortable, but I still wasn't a hundred even percent satisfied with the way, you know, because you want to say something, right? Yeah, girl. See, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to need tips when I get to this stages because I feel like I'm one of those people. 
I'm reactive, right? So I might not even give you the opportunity to say you want to handle it yourself. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more of let me, let me handle it because if I handle it, it's going to be done. Where, like you said, it's not always in their best interest to step in. So mm. I don't know that, right? Like I'm going to have to learn that. I'm going to need some tips for that because I'd be ready to snatch up somebody's kid for messing with my kid. Yes. But then also I feel like part of the issue is that I feel like being like that, because even as much as I think and I step back and I allow them to deal, they still don't want to tell me sometimes when things are Of course. Of course. And that's the thing I want to know. I want to know when it's not too late. Um, I want to know when it's happening. And I don't feel like I get that from them. I do feel like, you know, they have their sibling bond where they kind of like go to each other, definitely before coming to me. But, um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine line. Like, do they tell me the truth? Like, am I going to find you crying? And that's how I find out, you know? Yeah. I feel like I want to have that relationship where they come and they tell me what's happening. Yeah. You talk to me. Yeah. And then I feel like the personality that I have, of course, I'm mm-hmm. not going to snatch somebody's kid up, but I want to be able to talk to that kid's parents, right? Understand what's happening here so these kids could, could work it out. But that's not mm-hmm. always life, right? And so you start with the first step on how do we have that relationship? So at least I know you're coming to me and telling yeah. me things and we work it out like that. Yes. But, you know, sometimes they do go through the two steps of um, resolving it the way they see fit. And then, unfortunately, I find out maybe like a day or two late when I wish I could have found out, you know, two days ago when it immediately happened. Um, I guess that's their conflict resolution. I also feel like, you know, because they're siblings. Growing they have it with each other. Correct. Correct. Sometimes yeah. they do do they do go to each other. Um, Which is good, right? Because it's not like they're internally not doing anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I want to be, but this is all a part of growth, right? So, you know, we kind of went through it as well. You know, we didn't tell our parents everything. Nope. We dealt with everything on our own. And yep. we wanted to be a little bit different with our kids, but maybe that's the right of passage. Maybe this is what happens. Yeah. I mean, they talk to me. I mean, we'll sit down and we'll have some talks about, you know, things going on in society, things that, you know, things in politics or on the news. We kind of like all kind of bounce conversations and then you know poor Xavier the only boy you know we do the whole man versus woman woman dynamic Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. those talks as well um so you know it's great you know having older kids who are you know reasoning and they're you know coming into relationships and stuff like that it's good to see that be able to sit down and do those kinds of things with them as well how do you do it with these other topics, like personal topics, sex talk, puberty talk, drug and alcohol? What happens then? How, do, how, how, how is the conversation during these topics that specifically hit each kid? So um, those are tough. Like the sex talks are not very frequent because, um, you know, they definitely don't want to talk about it with me. Um, Basically, I've always for years been like, you know, with the boys and with the girls, you know, don't let nobody touch you. Don't you go nowhere with nobody. You know, they kind of think I'm crazy. They're like, what is wrong with you? But, you know, yep. aspect, you know, you're kind of worried about like that adult with kid dynamic. Um, I do speak to them and my sister. 
because she's a little bit more of the hipper, you know. Yes, yeah, she's more pop, pop culture. So she's coming at it with a completely different set of words that I'm like totally not comfortable with. <laughs> but, but maybe they need that. I don't know. Like I'm still navigating that because we don't really have that much conversation regarding sex. Um, in regards to like the weed and stuff, like they totally feel like I am in left field. Oh my God. I was just talking to Sophia about this. Like weed is the thing for everybody now. I'm struggling with that whole, I'm losing the battle on this. Like, I don't know how, I don't know. They have so normalized weed that I feel like. That's a good way to put it because I just keep saying, I am, I I feel like I'm still from the old school of weed is a drug and This, you don't need to be smoking no goddamn drugs. And I'm, I don't, I just cannot normalize it. I cannot. I'm losing. So I'm losing the battle on them feeling like I'm just out of touch and I'm wrong. So this is one of those topics that I consistently just talk about, talk about, talk about. But um, I feel like because the whole world at this point is on the other side of the spectrum, um, and has normalized it and made it okay that they can be very dismissive of what I say. And so what is it? Like they want to smoke weed in the house. They want to smoke it whenever they feel like, how do you even purchase weed? Cause I know weed buying it from the, the dude on the corner. Like I'm just. I have what? no idea what, well, definitely not smoking it in the house, but I guess they feel like there's no big deal. If people smoke weed, like what's the big deal, mom? Like what's the problem? And I'm sitting here like you, like, that's like a DUI if you're driving with it. You know, you get arrested still for this. Like, you know, it does affect your memory. It does, like, I'm coming up with 10,000, you know, you, like the oldest one, AJ, you know, you're asthmatic, you know, like, but they're like, oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. And I'm just still, I, I'm, I'm losing the battle on the weed. I don't know. I don't know. If somebody on this podcast has some ideas, let me know. <laughs> because to them, this is the new norm. This is what it is. Everybody does it, and it's not a big deal. But my these are the children that want to kill somebody when they smoke smoking cigarettes, but feel like, you know. See, I said the same thing to Sylvia. I was like, they don't want you smoking cigarettes, but the weed is fine. Yes, I just, I'm totally lost. I'm totally out of touch, and I'm totally lost with it. You know, it's something that I still haven't figured out how to, like, I want them to stay away from it completely, but I can already tell just by their verbiage that um, they feel like um, I'm overreacting. Mm. So if somebody has any idea, I mean, maybe I need to sit down and have a class, but all I can think of is this drug. That's all I have in my mind. But these kids are not, they're not, I've never smoked weed in my life. Ever, ever, ever. I have a desire to ever so, ever look at where I'm coming from so I'm <laughs> I have never even tried weed never even tried weed and I never had the desire to like so I don't you know I'm lost I'm really lost but definitely when you look at this world out here and you look at it on the news and socially and you know the school moms are doing it and the like cops are doing it at home you know so gosh i mean i'm walking down the street literally in the city and i'm smelling it everywhere so and california is basically legal so it's the same thing here like 
you can do, I mean, there's stores where you can go in and buy them. I don't know. And that, how do you raise kids in this world to like, to say that this is not what you want to do? Because it does affect so many things. Like I can only say it like so many different ways. Um, but I'm feeling like I, I'm not connecting with them on this topic. Mm. You know, so anybody got any ideas? Let me know. I need to find some podcast yet yeah, a podcast guest who can talk to us about this. <laughs> yes, I need it. I would definitely listen because I'm interested. <laughs> okay, Simone. I want to talk about boyfriend girlfriend dynamics. Yeah, this to me okay. is so. I'm so intrigued on how you handle this as a mother, especially because, you know, my mom, I never had a boyfriend around my mom. I never had this. And being around your kids, I'm around their boyfriends and their girlfriends. So it's just like how, and I know you, 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 you tapped on this a little bit earlier that you were with their dad early. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of, you know, easier for you to deal with, but how do you welcome this part of, this stage of their lives i i honestly don't know if i've ever welcomed it i am resigned to it (laughs) (laughs) you're forced (laughs) well you know what um i've always been like in a committed relationship that's how i am i'm a relationship kind of person so um i guess when i see it in my children i don't have really much of a leg to stand on because the apple didn't fall far from the tree, you know? It's just like, this is, this is what they've seen, I guess, or this is how we are. Even my sister, you know, Sharon has been with Kyle for a thousand years. Yeah. We're like relationship people. So um, it was really hard for me to see AJ bring Kieran home. Yeah. I remember like, I don't, and they've been together like years, right? Like what, six, seven years? years. Six years. Probably. I don't believe. I, I I still don't feel like I welcome him. He looks like this grown ass dude, and yeah. kind of like I. I still think that she's like ten year old AJ, and he's like fifty year old Kiran <laughs> after my baby, and yeah. it's kind of like, what, what do you want to do with her? Like, what, what, what's hap- I just I don't. I and even more so with Sabrina, because to me in my head, Sabrina is like five yes my baby my baby my baby five i don't know how to swallow it and and forget and forget xavier right (laughs) i cannot even have thoughts of xavier with a girlfriend because i'm like who is this hoe what does she want it's just i don't know how you do it simone i don't like listen i have been forced every step of the way (laughs) down this path you know what um kiran is a good kid i could say you know um thank god for that but it doesn't get any easier it doesn't get any more comfortable it is like i'm forced every step of the way to accept things that i don't want to but she's 21 now and what 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 am I saying? You know, he's a good kid. He don't, you know, he he's faithful to her. He's like, you know, he takes care of her. Um, you know, they're very much in a committed relationship. I've never, you know, even the little fights that they have has been nothing major, at least to my knowledge. Um, I think it makes it so much better, right? When you know that 
they've been together for a long time, right? Because like Kiran mm-hmm. went to, they went to school with each other, right? Yeah, and so, high school together. Yeah, you're kind of watching them both grow up yeah, and you, you are understanding like how his family rolls and how yeah. he rolls. And so, yes, it does make it, I would say, a little simpler, especially knowing that he is a good guy, right? He, yeah. No, it's so tough, honey. It's so um, not. Ah, girl, you look at it. And you're like, is this what my mother felt like? You know, um, you know, it's it's that's another thing that you know I've been forced to kind of like take my steps with. You know, of course, you want to keep your kids close to you. You want to keep them, but as they're pulling away, they're pulling a little bit. They're tugging. They're tugging. Um, you have to let them go. That's the point of raising them so that they can go out on their own, but. It's not easy. So let's transition into that because I think this is a good segue. Like with these teenage years comes the distancing of the parent relationship, right? Mm -hmm. How do you ensure you keep these bonds with the kids and and you still flourish with them, but while understanding that they have to lead their own lives? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a a step-by-step. Like I feel like a lot of things, like you just have to start experiencing it. And I'm thankful, I'm thankful that, you know, a good part of being single has been that I have learned to enjoy my own company. Um, So I'm okay. I'm okay when they're here. I'm okay when they're not. Um, I still feel like I've been able to maintain my own identity and what I enjoy doing. Um, And that's important because as they get older, you know, less time is spent with them. Like everybody's off doing their own thing or everybody has a group of friends that they want to go hang out with or everybody has a job that they're going to so you know sometimes you know when we're all four of us in the house together you know I love those moments because it's few and far between unfortunately uh Simone I cannot get used to I cannot get used to coming to the house and me texting all three of them like where y'all at what time you come I cannot get past that. Yeah. So that happens here more often than, you know, you would believe. Um, so more, for the most part, it'll be me, um, Sabrina, and Xavier here. So when AJ is off from school, after school, and she's hanging out with us, and we're, like, having dinner together, and we're all having this conversation back and forth and stuff like that, um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to think, to know that we can all come together and enjoy each other's company. Um, it does reinforce the relationship, um, but, you know, it is a lot of the time we're not all around together. You know, we're all, everybody is growing up, everybody is off, somebody's working or going to school or hanging out with their friends at the movies and stuff like that. So I'm glad that we can all stand independent, but I'm also so happy when we all come back together. I like what you mentioned when you said you've done a really good job with keeping company with yourself mm-hmm. i think that as parents right we do tend to lose ourselves in our children mm-hmm. um i mean summer's almost three years old and i feel like my life is her right yes. and so almost i don't even remember what life was like before her but mm-hmm. i like that now your kids are like so much older and you've traveled without them you're mm-hmm. okay with you know still having your life without them and you and you're not one of those parents or one of those moms who kind of feel like I don't even know how I'm going to breathe without my kids right like we all know people like that their kids go away to school and they're trying to move near to school that's really I think that's key to to just maintaining who you are 
I mean, it was hard fought, you know, it wasn't voluntary at first, you know, when I got divorced and they, you know, they went to be with their father on the weekend, you know, I did have to, you know, tiptoe and find my way, but then I started to enjoy that time alone because I felt like, you know, being a full-time mom and working full-time, you know, did a ton of things to do and I just needed some time, that alone time just to sit and just to like gather my thoughts. So. I started to appreciate that time um, alone. And from that time alone, you grew to, you know, your relationships with your friends or like activities you go out and do and just enjoying my own company. Like, I feel like I pay enough for this mortgage here that I need to enjoy this house. (laughs) (laughs) So I have grown and I I feel like it's valuable. It's my reset. When they're not around, it's my reset. How do I get, because, you know, I cannot, I feel like, you know, so many things fall out of whack every day. I forget to do this, or I forgot to do this, or I forgot to check where Xavier was, or I forgot to figure out if Sabrina was home, or like, um, I, I forgot to buy milk, or I went to work all day, and I got to cook when I get home, and I don't want to cook when I get home. I mean, all there's always something going on. Yeah, yeah. So, days when I don't have anything I can just sit even if it's for two hours just in silence I appreciate that and it yeah. really helps me I tell people I would tell anybody um value it it will help you just to sit and just get your mind just sit even in silence you know and just regroup it is so vital I feel because with three children there's always something that needs to be done what do you feel are some special bonding things that you do with each of them so that you maintain this relationship with them? Oh, well, definitely. Like, I feel like just alone time is so vital with each of them. Even if it's just me and you going to the supermarket, you know, or, you know, even if it's me and you sitting down to have, you know, everybody else is out and we go out to eat, watching a TV show. Like me and AJ have our TV shows that we like to watch together. Yes, I love that. I love that. I love the TV show yeah and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it or did you see this or sometimes we used to be able to watch certain shows together I mean that doesn't happen as often but we always kind of reconnect over like you know I watched this and did you like it and so you know these shared interests and even traveling with them I feel like um has been a wonderful experience like it's one of the best things that I ever decided to do with them is you know have them see other cultures but also enjoying it with them as they've gotten older you know and um them seeing the way other people live I feel like that was is one of the best things I've decided to do with them actually Mm. good good I like that I feel like with with it just being Summer and I she's my permanent travel road dog yeah I do feel as well like the, that those are special bonding times a hundred percent even if I feel like even if they don't remember it early on I definitely feel like it, it's been a way for us to connect even if it's sitting on a plane and you know or just sharing pictures or like what were you thinking at this moment those kinds of things um they're invaluable like this, these experiences and these memories are just things that you know draw us tighter together because we are all different we're all different we have different points of view but this is something that we can connect on so you know it, you know we can't see each other day to day all the time but we still share all these other things that we do together yeah 
How are the conversations when you feel like they're not making the best decisions or when they're getting in trouble? How does it look like you trying to correct that or discipline that? Just as ignorantly as any other parent. Like, <laughs> just as you're not going to be a damn bum. You're not going to do this in this house. You, got, you know, just as bad. There are times when I know I'm halfway through the like screaming and I'm like, this is so not the right way to be handling this. Um, I don't know. I don't have it down pat. It's tough. It's tough because I feel like I'm also an explainer. I, I, I feel like I'm good in the regard. Like I just don't make mandates. I try to explain why I feel the way I feel. I try to give you why I feel like you should look at it in a different way. It's not like I just put my foot down. But that don't even work sometimes. So yeah. when I have exhausted all of that, I just have to step back because, you know, whatever I'm doing, it's not working. So, I mean, at some point, you know, when they're not making the best decision and I've spoken to you over and over again, and please don't let the police come for me. I have even gotten the belt out as big as you <laughs> are. Listen, Xavier will tell you a time or two in the shower, son. <laughs> So, well, I feel like I've never been able to relate to you more as a mother until I had kids, right? Until I've had my child. And I've only had my child almost three years, right? But I felt, I've always felt like you were very much of a passive parent. Um, Uh And I look at it more so because of how we grew up, right? How we just constantly grew up. And so being around your kids since they were babies, right? And watching them just go from like crazy kids to now these well-mannered kids. (laughs) I kind of understand you when you say, you know, you have to pick your own battles. I kind of understand when I would be like, why is she yelling at these kids? Or why are these kids going so crazy? I understand, right? When I look at how I am with Summer now, sometimes I'm just like, Girl, whatever. You ain't. Yes. You agree this? You're like, right. ahead, you ain't killing nobody. <laughs> you right? Yeah. Because it's exhausting. Like, if you really try to pick everything that they did and, like, try to reprimand them, it's like, you would never stop. You would never stop. I'm not trying to say my way is, like, the ideal, but I, um, I felt for my own sanity because I'm outnumbered three to one, I felt for, for my own sanity, like I had to step back a little bit. And they'll tell you that, um, like, I'm so intense, like I'll be going off the deep end, like I'll be, you know, whatever, to them. In my mind, I'm like, you know how many things I have let slide to this point? Yeah, girl, I don't, yeah, 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 no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all going, y'all are sick of me, but you know how sick I am of y'all? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> One of the biggest things for me is that I don't yell at Summer, right? And I'm very much with Summer. I'm very, it's very much like Sylvia likes to say, like in my house is very much a democracy in here, right? And like her house is very much a a communist. It's like rules. I'm very much, I'm noticing, I'm definitely not a yeller. And I'm very much of uh, just do whatever you want. I don't care. As long as you're safe. You're not yeah. trying to kill yourself, rush me to the ER. I'm very, um, I'm surprising myself with how laid back of a parent that I am. See, that's the word I kind of use more. I'm more of a laid back parent. I don't think I'm passive. I'm more laid back yeah. because I feel like 
Um, and that's what I, that's what I mean. Like before I was a mother, I would have called, I called you passive. Right. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and now I relate to you where it is more of a laid back. It is more of a, I, I, I rev up when I need to, you know, and, and I, and I understand that now it's more of that. You, you, you know, that saying where it's kind of like, um, where you don't have kids, but you have all the judgment in the world or you have all the yeah. advice or opinions in the world. And until you have kids and you living with them, you like, living oh. with them and you're making these decisions, your life totally changes. Yeah. And so now yeah. I could relate to you. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's like, it's like, I can't, I, it can't be everything. I can't be every fight. Like I have one child who's like, you know, he's, flying in the wind the other one is a hypochondriac the third one is running something like I mean I can't it's just like too much like I can't take all of it on so I can only deal with this one fire right now and then you know let's move to the next thing because like like everybody's personality is so different and they're like kind of pulling you in different directions so you just have to really deal with what is in front of you at the moment. Because if you really sat down and thought about all these different things, it is overwhelming, overwhelming. But yeah, I mean, they're a joy, but it, you're raising many adults. Like, exactly. So you're working with all these people. Imagine having many people in your home. And then you're kind of responsible for all these. You are responsible for all these people. And then you want to make sure that they're safe. You want to make sure that they're healthy. You want to make, you don't know, like, so AJ told me the other day that she ain't never been to the hospital. She ain't never been to the doctor when she was sick. How I never took her to the doctor. <laughs> you heard this, Sandra? She said, she said, I always told him to drink some, um, some tea. Buckley's? Tea, tea, girl, tea. How every time when they say they sick, I was going to tell them to drink some tea. I said, you see how these kids will make you look bad? <laughs> she said, I ain't never been to the hospital when I was sick. Mommy always talk about drink some tea. I was like, ain't this something? You see how kids talk to you, girl? They make you look bad? I was like, really? She was like, drink some tea or ginger ale. That's what I gave them for their whole growing years. How you think you got that nebulizer? How you think you got those asthma pumps? Where they came from? Rude. I was like, are you for real? (laughs) When you you look back at how your kids look at you, you're like, what in the world? But listen, you do the best you can, girl. I know you're going to do the best you can with summer. No judgment. (laughs) Every day is a learning experience every day do you do you look at them and do you say to yourself you know what i'm doing an excellent job they are never kids (laughs) no i i swear to god when i look at them when i look at them and when i'm around them and even though i'm like shocked by their progression in life and in age i do say to myself man there's some good kids she's doing a good job like they're doing they're doing a good job I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, we're always so critical of ourselves. Um, so I definitely could say, I know they're not in the street. They're not hanging out with gangs. They're not like hanging on street corners. They come home every night, you know. They're not snoring cocaine. Yeah. So, yeah. so but you know, do I feel like I could do better? I wish I could do better. I wish I was equipped to do better, but that is just as a parent, I feel, you know, we're never going to be a hundred percent satisfied with, the job we've done but um you know I, I do feel like you know I did good 
with what I had. And I, I pray that, you know, that will continue to like go forward, you know, that I'll continue to see the fruits of that. Um, but I always feel we, as I'm sure you feel, as I'm sure a lot of people feel we, you know, I remember two years ago when I went to school to the parent teachers conference with Xavier and, um, where do you, I got to the building and I was like, Jesus, I'm just asking you, please give me a break when I go in here. And as soon as I walked in, the principal who happened to have been his teacher at the time, she stopped me and she was just like, you know, I want to thank you for sharing him with us. I could have cried right there. Oh, see? I felt like it's always so hard. Like when you're raising kids, you don't know how well you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the successes will come when other people, you know, when other people people compliment you or when you see how they are in public, you know, when you see how they are outside the home. They get older. Yes. So hearing her say that to me, like I really felt like, my you know my heart kind of clenched because I was just like you know you don't know how good you're doing you don't really appreciate the job that you're doing because sometimes the fruits of your labor don't come today they'll come in four or five years or 20 years down the line so you know that I appreciate it because sometimes you know you don't know if you're doing a good job you're looking at your kid you're seeing all the ways that you think they can be better you know so it, 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 it's tough. I, uh, you know, I'm thankful that I'm doing, I'm good with what I have, but I always feel like I could do better. Always. What do you hope that as they become adults, that they learn from their teenage lives? Um, as they become adults. Wow. That's, you know, I just want them to say that they had a good childhood. You know, I want, yeah. I want them to say that, yeah. you know, that they were blessed. I want them to be appreciative of what they had. I want them to say that they're, you know, that they had a good foundation, that they might not have everything that they ever wanted, but they had what they needed. Um, I just want to see, like, them grow up and then them all be good, no matter what they choose to do, whether, like, you know, whether you go to college and you become a PhD or whether you just go to college. I always wanted them to all go to college and you become a garbage man. I want it to be by your choice. And not because you were kind of forced into that, you know, I want them to have options, you know, not that they have to settle for this, but that they chose this, you know, right, that, right. that to me is what I'm looking for for them. I love that. Do you have any tips for moms who are about to embark into this teenage journey? Have a great relationship with your Lord because you won't be so <laughs> Don't worry with your Lord. <laughs> you're gonna be talking to him often (laughs) I just pray you know all you guys have just try to find that support system whether it's you know your spouse whether it's a parent whether it's a friend um just try to have somebody to partner with I do feel like that I've seen how that is vital especially in these teenage years when there are times when I feel like, you know, the kids have convinced me I'm wrong, sometimes I'll just go to my sister and like, I'll kind of relay the story and yeah. just her supporting me sometimes, you know, is what, is what I need to just come back and face these kids again, because there are days I'm overwhelmed. So always, if you can find that, you know, three to four people that you could tell your story to, or even your work people, you know, because I do feel like I've spoken to other parents and other women at work and just hearing, you know, their stories 
it always makes me feel better because I feel like I'm not in this alone. Like that's vital to not feel like you're in this alone. I mean, and I, I don't need a lot of it, but just to know that it's there at times, I mean, it's invaluable. It's, it's, it's just, just what I need. Hmm. Well, let's wrap it up. I want to talk. I always ask my guests two questions that I'd like them to answer. So my first question for you is, if you had to relive a teenage moment, what would it be? If I had to relive a teenage moment, what would it be? Yeah, that one was tough. Um, A teenage moment. I don't know. Like my teenage years are such a blur in my old age. So I'm sure. Um, I definitely, I definitely feel like I didn't enjoy, I didn't realize how much I learned in high school until I got older and I see like how the school system has changed. Um, I feel like the, the wealth of like experience that I got in high school, like different classes, being able to find myself in high school was, was what these kids are missing today. Like they're so limited in like their choices of classes that they can take. And, you know, cause how do you find out what you want to do if you don't like dip your toe in everything? Yeah. School is just so different now. Yeah. Now I definitely feel like that was like high school. I mean, I had such a wealth of different experiences and I feel I'm better for it. I definitely feel I'm better for it. Interesting. Okay. So who was Simone when she is not a mommy? Talk to me a little bit about, living yourself what is that Simone who's Simone well Simone definitely enjoys her me time her alone time whether it's you know I love my tv girl that's my shows I watch my- <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel so good um I definitely enjoy it. I love my home I love traveling I love you know reading like different you know magazines and articles I love my tv um but I'm, you know, I'm really happy with my own company and I appreciate that. Like, I love to go out and be a part of like the experience that's going on, but I also love to come home and like recharge. Um, because, you know, like I, you know, I'm raising these kids and I gotta be at my best for them, you know? So if I'm down, they're down. So just that recharging and that alone time, I love it. Yeah. When I think about who Simone is when she's not a mommy, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind for me is like liberation. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you you can do an array of anything. I've seen you do everything from like be a couch potato, like you said, yeah. watching your shows to being out having a drink, doing a floral class, taking <laughs> lessons. You like you. I feel like you're just just so liberated in anything that you do, and it doesn't matter what it is, you'll do it. Yeah, those things help me. Those things help me be the best parent or the best person I can be because those things, you know, allow me to recharge, you know, focus. I mean, if you can find things that you enjoy, even if it's just an hour class, like I encourage anybody, you know, take an hour whether it's a spa, whether it's a class, whether it's a movie, these things really help center you. Um, it can't always only be about your family and your kids. It has to, at some point, come back to you because if you're not good, if you're not charged, if you're not 100%, you don't give the best to your kids. And that's really what we want to do. Stay on my baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Simone. It's been a Oh my God, thank you so much. No and problem. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being a guest. I was so happy to do this to finally get it done. And yes. thank everyone for listening. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.